All right, welcome back to the DNA Pest Control Podcast. Uh, today's episode, uh, we are going to cover day two of Pest World 2022 in Boston. Uh, we finally have two mics, so day one was kind of a fun one because we had to keep handing the mic back and forth. So if you heard those pauses, I'm sure it was kind of weird. Aaron, how you doing? We've got our own mics. I'm feeling great. Thank you. <laughs> you finally. <laughs> I know. Finally got it. Okay, awesome. Um, actually, I guess uh, we should introduce you, huh? Because nobody knows who you are and what you do. That'd be a good start. Yeah. Yeah, let's try it. Go. So who are you? Okay. <laughs> My name is Aaron. Aaron Bagornia. I am the sales manager here. I was brought on to run the office and quickly realized that that was a horrible decision for me, you know, and going back to Daniel's episode about speaking the truth a couple weeks ago, that really ties into my experience here and sort of the culture that we're trying to build up. I mean, I've been in sales for like almost a decade and it was very clear from the start, like that's the only direction that I was going to be in long-term here, you know, so it was really great that, you know, you and I were able to have those honest conversations early on before we tried to, you know, keep pushing something that wasn't there. And in the past three months of me being the acting sales manager, I've had nothing but, I mean, in my opinion, great success and, you know, starting something that this company has never had before. It was kind of a really big endeavor for me that I was almost overwhelmed with at first, but you know, all the best things kind of have that pressure that comes with it. And I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah, no, I think it was a good, it was a really good, um, I mean, just seeing it, it was a good talk at first. I mean, even just pulling that out and saying, Hey, you know, but the, the good thing is, is a lot of people can hide it. You can't No, <laughs> So <laughs> that that was the awesome thing because it was like hey man how's the office going you're like eh, it's all right when anybody ever tells me all right instantly it's like okay you don't like what you're doing mm -hmm. i know it like you just like anybody who says it's all right it's like okay dude you hate your life right now yeah yeah you <laughs> saw right through it i mean you even that's what i appreciated you confronted me about it and you were right. I did take it for the steady eight to five salary, you know, all the things that, you know, I actually despise because I love being on commission and love like having that hunger behind my day, you know, to actually create my own day, create my own paycheck. And I didn't have that in the office and it was just withering me away, you know? Yeah, no. And a lot of people don't accept that, you know, going back to that episode and that truth. And to be honest with you, even having that talk with you, I had that same talk with Devin A. Oh, really? Yeah. So before he was in the office uh, and I essentially called him out on it because he was talking a bunch of crap on technicians. And I, I eventually, you know, said, hey, well, dude, why don't you become a tech? And so that kind of brought him into like, oh, actually, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, it didn't work out in the end, but um, he was phenomenal. He did a great job. That was like, that was everything he needed to do. You know, and he would have, you know, exceeded really well. Um, but no, I think that's, yeah. No, no, no. It was all a good talk. I think the transition from the office into the cells, I mean, from there, we just started taking off, especially with the more changes that came after that. You were essentially relieved of a lot of the stuff that was holding you back, which then we just took off. Oh, dude, we're, we're, 
closing a bid at least once a week now. Yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually once a week. It's been insane and we're getting used to it. Like, oh, we know what another bid, got another bid coming in. You know, it's it's a good problem to have. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Um, So yeah, so that's a little bit about Aaron. Um, He's going to be in here with the podcast with us uh, from now on. Uh, so get used to his voice, get used to him. We're going to be going over a lot of different things, uh, with being a salesman in California, you still have to become a licensed technician. So that's something that you had a hurdle going through, you know, is getting that test taken, studying for it. Uh, and now pretty much learning everything on that, on the technician side, you're going to have to kind of go through that curve too. Yeah. So there's a lot to it. Um, but it's all cool. I mean, it's all awesome. It's all part of the experience. And once you have that, it's going to be, it's going to be scary for everybody else. Yeah, no, I'm ready. <laughs> and I was, I don't know why I was so nervous to take that test. Yeah. I was so nervous for it. And I studied so hard. And like I was telling you, a lot of the questions they asked were so, you know, were so tech based and not like entomology based where I thought they were going to do it on. Yeah. You know, I was really studying like the toxicity and how to read a label and, you know, do's and don'ts and they completely just didn't go off of the study guide which ended up working in my favor because i was sitting there cramming like the (laughs) all the different kinds of species of ants and you know yeah yeah. characteristics so it's great yeah i you know and the test has changed so much from even when i took it and they even sent out a whole thing where they were paying people to go in and create more questions no way. Yeah. So they have a pool of like a thousand questions plus, and then they make your little 150 question test out of that. And so they keep, I think, adding and adding and adding because when I took it, I had like three questions on wolf spiders that were the same. They were just worded different. So Weird. I had three easy answers and some of them, it would, they would answer another question and I just went back mm-hmm. 50 questions and I'm like, oop, change that one. So I, I was good at memorizing those and going back and changing it. So everything has changed since you took it from when I took it. And I'm sure even a year from now, it's going to change again. So, that, I mean, they keep changing that thing. Yeah, especially here in California. Yeah, they're going nutty with everything. So, well, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being on again. Um, so day two, uh, Boston, Pest World. It was fun. Um, I enjoyed Boston actually a lot, surprisingly. Uh, super clean, super clean city. And everybody I tell is like, really? Is that clean? It was yeah. super clean. No, it threw me off too. Dude, I was, I was shocked how clean that city was. So, I mean, no bums, no garbage. I don't even remember seeing like any leaves on the ground. Yeah, no litter. I, I remember <laughs> was, when I was walking around downtown, I started to look for it like, where are the homeless people, you know, cause it, the architecture was like San Francisco. So you assume that there's gotta be bums. There's gotta be garbage somewhere. It was so clean. Nothing, nothing. So it was, so yeah. So whoever's living out there and I know some of you live out there close, um, awesome city. I enjoyed it. Awesome food. Um, those who do not live over there and haven't been, um, I wouldn't even suggest going to visit. Uh, just because it's not a good vacation spot. But if you're over there, definitely swing by because it's there's a ton of history and the food was great. I enjoyed it. Um, 
So jumping into the classes. So class one, uh, I guess I'll start because I have quite a bit to talk about and I know how you don't have too much. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Uh, So class one on day two at Pest World was about cockroach baits. Um, This guy, and I'll get his name out there so you can look him up. So Kobe Shaw is a PhD, uh, North Carolina State University. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, He kind of had a whole idea. So his whole talk was about using baits in sensitive areas. And what they were trying to track is actually bringing down... Uh, asthma attacks or asthma in kids. So if you didn't know this, and I don't know if you even did, is cockroach fecal matter causes asthma. I did not know that. Yeah. So crazy thing. If there is an apartment that is heavily infested and there's a kid born into that, it is most likely that that kid will have asthma growing up and have more frequent asthma attacks living in that apartment and you know, more problems with asthma in general because of the fecal matter Whoa. of the cockroaches. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and hopefully you'll get, you'll get to be out there and you'll actually see it. I'm usually pretty strong with people. When I see little kids with cockroaches, uh, I get, I get pretty aggressive with them on what they need to do to clean, to prep. They need to get ready. I don't care if there's, if it's in Spanish or English, it is, I am straightforward and I'm very strong with them. Yeah. As you should be. Yeah, because I have kids, so I know exactly, like, dude, you have no idea what you're doing to your kid and the harm this is going to cause in the future. Mm-hmm. And the kid can't control it. The parent can. So I get really aggressive with them. <laughs> so, uh, so what he did, though, is he actually went through, he did an entire study on just baiting in apartment complexes. He did baiting in a zoo, and he kept track of the population count by glue boards. So he kept going out, and then they kept replacing the glue boards, counting how many were on glue boards. Uh, In one sensitive area, there was uh, he had to kind of create his own little trap to be able to put the bait inside. And this was at a zoo. And he dropped the population down to zero for a couple of months. Zero cockroaches. So zero outdoor roaches, zero brown-banded roaches, they ended up coming back. The brown banded roaches spiked again, and it was because there was an apartment complex that was infested with brown banded roaches. Oh, okay. So if they were able to treat that, they would have actually been able to eliminate them 100% in this area. Now, not saying that's guaranteed for long term, but for the moment, they could have at least gained control. Uh, he did this at apartment complexes. He did not actually say how long it took. That's the one thing I didn't like. So, and they don't do that a lot of, in these studies. They never say, hey, over an 80-day period from day one to day 80, we gained 90% control. They never, they leave that out for some reason. I should ask him. I have his email, so I should email him. Yeah, you should. Just ask him, like, it has to be intentional on why they're leaving it out. Yeah, well, and it could be because of the length of time it's going to scare a lot of technicians. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. And properties, you know. So if, like, I go to the one that has bed bugs, but if they were infested with roaches out in Reading, right, it's like, okay, we're going to do this whole program of baiting, but it's going to take six months to gain control. 
Oh, I see. They may say, yeah, no, it's not going to happen. Yeah, We'll go with your month and a half program, then your six month program. That's too much. Mm -hmm. You know, so that could be a, that could be a big factor in it. So I don't know, but it was really cool to see. So what he did and actually on the test, because California makes you take a test to get your, um, your hours. So on that test and something that he hit on is there's actually no known um, immunity to bait. So when a cockroach actually ingests the bait, they cannot get immune to that. So now if you spray the bait or spray the product, they can gain an immunity. But um, through the bait and what the bait has, the active ingredients in the bait, there is no known cockroach that's actually immune to it. So if you bait and they ingest it, most likely they're going to die. From him saying they will die. If you spray, they may not die. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, So, because they can build an immunity to, mm-hmm. to our spray. So that was kind of a cool thing. The other thing is that um, you'll, hey, you're going to learn a lot today. So cockroaches will have beta version. Beta version is the idea, the whole idea behind beta version is if you ate pizza every day, for a month, would you want pizza the second month? Most likely not, right? Right. If I only gave you cheese pizza, that's it. No sauces, nothing. You just get cheese pizza, breakfast, lunch, dinner, every day, all day long. You eventually are going to say, I'm good. I'm not going to eat that. Well, cockroaches do the same thing. So if you're using the same bait over and over and over and over, you eventually get beta version. So beta version is, it's not that they're not going to, you know, they don't, they well, they just don't like it. So they're just not even going to eat it. They're just going to go for another source. Mm. So then they'll never die. So it's not that bait isn't effective. It's just they're not eating it. So bait's very effective. Is They just got to get it in their mouth, you know? Got it. Got <laughs> so, it. So kind of interesting. So this guy, from what he's saying, you can gain 100% control, which is kind of cool. 100% is 100%. Yep. Yeah. So just, I don't know the length of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So what about you? I know I went on for a little bit longer than I planned, but so what about you? What was your class one? No, not a problem. Your class had a lot of good information, even just sitting here talking to you about it. Like yeah. that's, that's crazy. You know? Yeah. A lot of stuff that guys don't know. Yeah. You know, on day two, uh, most important part of success connection, ways to build impactful relationships. Uh, it was a two parter, um, done by Denny Noman. She is an executive consultant for Noman and Associates. Great energy. Like everybody that walked in the room immediately was drawn to her. She's great storytelling. Mm-hmm. There were probably 20 minutes of slides of her grandson that she like haphazardly put together and displayed. <laughs> and she had no shame. Like it was awesome. But um, the content itself was a little repetitive. It the basis of it was human connection and sort of the patterns that you're doing on a day to day. Like, are you creating those real authentic relationships like in your business and with your clients that are going to be long-term and sustaining, or are you looking at it more of like a transaction? So we went through a lot of different examples and we had a ton of breakout groups. Like I think half the class was done in groups, like in group settings. About oh, cool. Like, um, attention to detail, like how you're listening, um, especially like from a management perspective, because it was geared towards management, but there was a ton of, 
you know, sales, techs, and, you know, everybody on the totem pole that was in that class. So, Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the content was good. Um, you know, I just felt like I took a lot more from some of my other classes and, you know, the class that you took, right. Just ton of information. Whereas this was talking about patterns and behaviors and just things to think about and take back to your team. So was it kind of along the lines when it says like relationships or even the patterns and behaviors we, you know, we talked a lot about Ray Dalio mm-hmm. building, you know, a card on each employee. Was it along those lines or no? No. Okay. Not really. Okay. So totally different. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, and it's fine. And sort of going back to the first day on the customer service one, it was a ton of just self-assessment, right? She was just going into like, are you a good listener? Like, do you know if you're a good listener? You was know, the same person. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So she did that class and these ones. Correct. Oh, well, okay. Correct. That's cool. Yeah. And that's the cool thing is, you know, I try to tie everything into sales. Like what can I take from this class and apply it to my position as a sales manager? And, you know, when you talk about creating relationships, you immediately think of the customer, but it's like, how are you doing that with your team, with your boss? Um, bringing that home even like you know you're working all day you're exhausted get home it's like how are you showing up for your family because it's all full circle so i mean a lot of good reminders in the class Mm -hmm. you know what i mean nothing super profound that jumped out but i think it was a good class just to kind of refresh and get more insight on that yeah no i i could see that i could see the importance of the relationships Uh, and you know i think it goes i think we're going to talk about it right the culture or not culture we were talking about it a little bit before about bringing the right people in, you know, that fit that, Mm -hmm. but you can see that you can see it when you bring in, you know, when people click and start to click and those were, you know, those relationships start to intertwine. That's where I think your success skyrockets. Um, so, you know, so even a little bit about me, I went on a mission to Mexico and everything. Um, and this kind of goes along with those relationships. So there was one guy that me and him, we connected really, really well. And um, it was kind of funny because everything was based off of, you know, how many people were you teaching and things like that, right? So um, we were actually in the office all day for a big majority of the day. So we would wake up, we'd go to the office because we were the secretaries then, and we would work in the office. We would go grab lunch and lunch in Mexico is the biggest meal of the day which okay. is actually most foreign countries mm. is midday is the biggest meal, not dinner like the U S. Yeah. So that was around like three o'clock and then their dinner is at like seven or eight, but it's a light dinner. It's like bread. That's it. Right. So it's like bread and coffee and that's all you eat. Um, but so we wouldn't actually get out to actually teach people until like four and we only could be out till about nine. So we had about five hours. Oh, wow. Where everybody else was out at about 11, you know, so they had almost double the time that we had, but we were more successful than everybody. And a lot of people actually didn't like that. They hated that because they're like, how are you guys doing this? But we clicked. So that relationship, we fed off of each other very well. And we were always having a really good time. It was never just this dreadful experience. Uh, And people were drawn to that and people loved it. Mm-hmm. And so we started bringing so many people in just because they saw that and it was just a ton of fun, but I can see that. I mean, that makes a lot of sense with the relationships, but you know, 
a lot of people don't think about those things either where it's like how important is the relationship they look at i need a guy i need a tech to go out and do the job and get it done and get out mm-hmm. and most techs even think that right most tech things, I don't care. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to work and go home. Well, dude, newsflash. That's eight hours of your freaking day, five days a week. That's 40 hours a week. That's a, you know, what is it, a third of your life after you go from sleeping, from work, and then the rest of your time of being up. It's like a work is a massive part of your life. You yeah. need it. You know, relationships is going to be a huge part of it. Yeah, if you're going to choose to make it miserable, that's on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like either make it a good experience, you know, or make it a really crappy one, and then you'll jump and jump and jump and jump and jump and jump and jump. Yeah, which usually happens. You know, actually in this industry, a lot. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, you know, I've done plenty of interviews, and guys will come in, and it's like, who did you work for? Every company. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like every six months they jump to another one and another one. And so it could be a big part of that is relationships. I never even connected that until just now. It's thinking, you know, what was that experience there? And did they actually create, you know, a relationship, um, you know, with that team? Or were they just another person? And eventually they're going to fall off because they don't click with everybody else. Yeah, it happens. I mean, even look here, you know, with Mm -hmm. we just got on a new office admin. She's been wonderful. But, um, you know, talking to her about her first, first and second week, you know, I asked, how's everything going? How are you liking the team so far? And she was like, you know, before I even started here, she's actually an apartment manager for one of the properties we service, um, that before coming here, she's been fantastic, but she hit on the notes of, you know, when I was talking to Daniel, when he was out at the property, he was great talking to you in the office, you were really chill. Um, when I came in and saw how you guys like work together and with the team, I mean, she basically flat out told me like this is a place I want to work until I retire. That's you know? cool. That's cool. Yeah. I don't think she said that to me. So, Oh, you, you scare her for some reason. <laughs> Do I scare her? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I scare a lot of people. I don't know. I don't know why. Cause mm-hmm. it's even, it's funny. Cause I just was talking to JT and I was telling him, I'm like, Oh yeah. Like I yelled at this guy and he's like, I can't see you yelling at anybody. I'm like, no, I can yell at people if, you know, if I have yeah. to, but I'm like, I, I don't normally, but it's funny. Cause it's like, I scare her, but then it's, I can't see you yelling at her. Well, then how am I scaling, you know, like, how am I scaring you if I'm not, I don't know, but yeah, it's a little backwards. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. I got to work on that then. Um, so class two for me was, uh, the blueprint for growth. So going back a handful of episodes, if you actually remember the guy, his name is Dave. Gianetto, I may have murdered that last name, but he is from Workwave. He's the CEO of Workwave. So I actually interviewed him uh, on the podcast. And so he was one of the speakers at the class uh, at Pest World. And he talked about, it wasn't really, he, he went very vague because he was trying to hit Um, whether you're a massive company or a super small company, he just wanted to kind of generalize everything for you. And so what he was kind of going off of, which I actually really enjoyed was, um, being consistent and he hit, he just, he kept just hitting it really good. And he had really good points is 
as technicians, we like to do a lot of different things. As a pest control company, like literally everything we can do is so broad. Uh, and he said, your $100,000 bird job that you win on a building is not going to get you to grow. It gets you $100,000, but then it stops. And where these you know, massive companies now have gotten to is everything is based off of a subscription service. That is where the growth is. That is how you fuel you know, passive income. That's what everybody wants. And so what he was talking about is essentially, and he was just, I mean, and there was bird guys there, which was great. And I mean, he, I knew that they were just like sinking in their seat as he was hitting this because there's no residual unless you're selling, you know, the scent packs or you're selling other things. But if you're just doing the work itself, there is no residual on that. It's even with us when we do rodent exclusion, mm-hmm. rodent care, we got to sign these people up for more. We got to sign them up on pest control. You know, that's why I put so much pressure on it is because there is no money for a one-time job. Yeah. You know, even with apartment complexes, you know, that we're doing, um, you know, luckily we're in with, you know, some of the management and then they're giving us all the specialty services. But the reoccurring is where it's at because we're easy, we're available, we're there. Because now it's, well, I have a bed bug job. Who am I going to call? Well, the guy who's servicing my building. Unless they suck, then they'll call us, you know. But, um. But it's just, it's hitting that. So he was talking about consistency is boring, but that's where the money is. And even for technicians, guys, you know, we had a guy leave and he was making up this whole thing. Oh, well, it's the consistency. Well, duh, anything you do is going to be consistent. And sometimes it is going to be boring unless you can find what actually is fun about it. Uh, But that's where the growth comes. That's where everything starts to come in and you start to see that growth. Yeah. You know, even when I took over, you know, this company four years ago to where it is now, we're quadruple the size that it was, you know? And so that's, it's just the consistency. Exactly. Day in and day out. So that was one really cool thing. And that one, and the other thing is, is creating processes that he hit on. And we'll create a whole episode on this because I can go off of what he kind of talked about and go really in depth with it. But creating the process for everything because once you have that process in place, it's done. Sales, right? You have that sales process. When I knock doors, I had the sales process. I had it from when I was knocking a door to my pitch to how to close them to get the technician out to service. It was step by step, right? So we had that process. And once you create that process, it's really easy. And if it's a new process, you're going to see change. You may not see change on day one, but on day 180, you may see a massive difference. And so he, he hit on that too. So some of the blueprint for growth that some people don't understand is the consistency key of it. But a lot of people aren't willing to do that because it's boring. I want to do the rodent exclusion job. I don't want to do, I don't want to spray this house again because I've already done it for the past three years. So that was really cool about it. But I, I really enjoyed that class. He did do a really good job. Um, and he grew Workwave from 43 million to now 400 and something million. Oh, wow. Yeah. So just in a short amount of time, he has a ton of experience prior. So it wasn't he just jumped in as CEO, he was CEO at other places. 
Um, but he got to bring all of that knowledge with him and they bought a ton of companies. Mm -hmm. So there was a ton of acquisitions. So I'm sure they have a ton of debt. (laughs) So, um, but it was really cool to hear that is, you know, some of those things that we think is boring or sucks or what, you know, it's just, it's over and over and over and over, but you have to, you have to do that stuff. You have to have that process. If you don't have that process, you don't have it written down. There is no structure there. You fell. And it's more likely you'll fail. And that's why we see all these little companies spike up and then all those little companies fall off. Yeah. Because everything's, oh, I have it in my head. I do it in my head. It's memorized. And then they don't ever have it written down. They don't ever follow anything. And then they drop off. Um, but yeah, he, he did a really good job. I did enjoy that. Uh, and then for our last one, the last class, see, I don't even remember this last class. Me neither. So I'm trying to think. <laughs> so, and this is, it's a good experience to go back and talk about though. Is Pest World, there's going to be some good classes and there's going to be some bad classes. You know, not every class Aaron took was good. Not every class I took was good. Um, But, you know, but you do hit some of those classes where you, the knowledge you gain from it is so much that you you're you're taking ten steps ahead of everybody else that's in your that's in your area who didn't go, you know. I mean, Aaron, like from what what you learned, I mean, how much did you actually take away from Pest World? Do you think a lot more than I thought I would? Oh, really? A lot more than I thought I would. Okay, so you were underestimating this. I was, I was, especially on when we do the next episode about the sales classes. You know, because I've been doing it for so long and I'm always aware that I can be better, but it really blew me away on just some of the stuff that's like right in front of my face, you know, because you were talking about consistency when you're creating that blueprint, right? And setting those processes up. Yeah. And for me, my biggest challenge, at least in the past couple of weeks, is how do I get the other sales guy to understand the process or to see it the way I do? Cause I've been, you know, a rogue salesman for so long that I've relied on like my skills and, you know, how to read a customer and going through the whole process with follow-up and asking the right questions. And, you know, so I feel very confident, but I'm trying to get over that hump of how do I relay that over to somebody else and teach it so that way they can be able to teach it themselves, you know, because the way I do it, you know, the other sales guys aren't going to do it the same way. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah, and it comes back down to personality too. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their own little, you know, niche and something different or the way that they do it, you know, how I do it. And I can see that because even with me, as you know, we go through scheduling and I'm teaching someone how to do scheduling. How I see it is the correct way, right? Of course. And it's not that way. Mm-hmm. And you have to remind yourself, okay, how I do it works, but it works for me. It may not work for them. So I'm going to give them kind of that outline of this is how it works, but I'm not going to teach you everything that I technically know or how I do it because it's not going to come out the same way. Right. You know, their mannerisms are going to be different, how they're talking to people, their body language, everything's going to be so different. It's not going to come out the same way, Mm -hmm. you know? So it is just kind of giving them, this is how it's done you know, or this is the knowledge you need to know. Now you got to piece it together and you got to practice it and you're just helping them here. I'll help you practice. Yeah. In a sense. Cause it is hard. Yeah. 
I mean, especially with sales, sales is tough because you, and most people are scared. You know, most people are terrified of sales, which I have to remind myself that, you know, when I'm talking to sales guys, like I yeah. love it. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't want to be doing anything else, but majority of people have to get over that hump, that initial, whether it's like confidence or product knowledge or wherever they feel they're lacking, there's mm-hmm. something that's really holding them back. Well, and, and it goes to, you know, Alex, she was in the office. She's like, I hate sales. Sales sucks, blah, 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 blah. But it's, it's just knowledge. It's just education. Mm-hmm. That's it. Sales really isn't, I mean, it's not, I cold calling's a little different, but like someone who calls the office, it's pretty easy. Very straightforward. You know, you're just educating the customer. That's it. You're just telling them, Hey, this is what we do. This is how we do it. This is the price. When do you want it done? Mm-hmm. That's all they want to know. But people are terrified. It's so weird. You know, they shy away from those things, even with bids. Most people are so terrified to take that step. I mean, we didn't do it. For years, we didn't even step into that realm. And it was because there was so much that we had to do to get started. That initial mountain scared us. It was, it's too much time. Why do it? Is the the payout going to even be worth it? Which I look back and I say, I'm so glad we waited till now because we weren't prepared then anyway. Oh, that makes sense. Even if we started winning them, mm-hmm. there's no way we would have been able to handle it. Hmm. And the people we had on, it would have never worked. We would have failed. We would have been fired. And who knows if they would have ever given us a chance again. I probably would have had to say, okay, we got to close down. We got to change name, open back up to get those bids again. Because I think they would have said, nope, stamp, done, never again. Now look at us. Well, and I think that's why we're winning some of them. Is I think companies have already done that. Oh. I think I these it. guys are rebidding on some of this stuff and they're done. They've been fired. They're done with them. They don't even want to pick them up again. And we just happen to step in. Because I think they screw up. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I do the same thing. If I was Cal Fire like the entity of Cal Fire and I'm looking to contract like all my service buildings and you know, you go to County of Sacramento and they were like, Oh no, don't do these guys. They dropped the ball completely. And it's like mm-hmm. e- easy choice. I'm never giving them the time of the day. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, yeah, I, I see that a lot. I see that a lot. Even the one that we picked up, um, department of justice, mm-hmm. those people, I don't know if they actually went under, but I think they fired them. He didn't go into detail, but they're no longer there, and their contract was not up. That's uh, a little hush-hush. <laughs> so, I mean, because I was asking a lot of questions, but they, he didn't really get into detail, but I think they pretty much kicked him. I think wow. they booted him. Yeah. So whatever he was doing, he wasn't doing it right. He wasn't on point. Something happened there, and it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So, but, I mean, that comes back down to those procedures, the blueprint, you know, everything you learn. Um you know, in these classes, in these courses, and there's so much more than just pest world. They have so many more expos. They have so many more classes that we could take. Um, and I want to get more involved in those because the knowledge that you're getting from these people, and there's so many people out there that have so much knowledge and they're at an age where it's, they're not worried about competition. They've already made their money. They don't care about you. (laughs) You know, as, as harsh as that sounds, you're not anything to them. So they want to share that knowledge now and they want to give this out for free. Well, I mean, there's a little bit of a cost, but you know, they're willing to tell you all of these things that they've learned in all these years for nothing. 
And then you can take that and you've essentially just gained 30 years of knowledge instantly. Just like that. Yeah. And now you're picking up and then you got a guy who says, oh, I've been to tech for 10 years. I can start a business. And they have no idea what they're doing because they've never done it. Yeah. And they're not going to the classes. It happens over and over and over. So it, it's pretty it's pretty crazy to think about. But, you know, anybody who's not willing to go in and study more, you know, even just as, you know, I always talk about everybody, right? So even if you're just a tech running a route, if you're not willing to go in and study and learn these things, how do you expect to grow in the company you're at? You can't. I mean, even for you, you're a sales manager right now. But what happens when we're doing 10, 20, 30, 40, 100 million? Mm-hmm. It's the, the position of a sales manager is going to be, there's going to be like 20 of those guys. Of course. You know, so where are you going to be then? You know, is it, are we still educating ourselves and getting better? Or do we stay stagnant and just, no, this is where I want to be. You know, most guys, they just don't care. They're like, yeah, whatever. You know, I'm really good at what I do. Yeah, but you could be better. Yeah, maybe that scares them. <laughs> well, actually, that's that's a big one that people talk about, you know, apart from these classes. But it's, you know, people are terrified of failure, but they're more terrified of success. Mm-hmm. Because now what happens when I do gain success? People are going to start leaving. I'm not going to have friends. You're not going to have people around you. You changed. That's a big one. Yeah. People are scared of, you know, but I think that is another one, you know, yeah, maybe that's why they don't do it. But I, I would say from what I taken from at least day two, um, day two was one of my favorite. I think day three was probably the worst for me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause you, you had a really good day three. Day one was awesome. Um, when it came to technician side, day two was half and half when it came to tech and business. Mm-hmm. What'd you think on day one to day two? Uh, I like day two or I'm sorry. I like day one a little bit more, at least for the classes I was taking, uh, day one, I had that, how to make a plan to grow your business and how to execute that plan. Took a lot of good things that I can immediately implement and then kind of do long term, like three months, six months, a year or two. You know what I mean? Just kind of setting those setting those boundaries early on. Yeah. Um, day two, good content, good people. I didn't, <laughs> Not I didn't get favorite. as much, you know. Day three was by far my favorite day. That was a sales heavy day and I loved it. Okay. Okay, before we close... So now this is your first pest world. Would you do it again? Absolutely. Okay. And what would you tell someone who's never been? So if I'm like, Era, I've never been to pest world. What's something I should be looking out for? What, like, what would you tell someone literally who's never been? What do you look for? What to do? What, like, what just generalize? Be a sponge. There's so many classes I could have taken. You know, I was interested in some of the technical classes, but obviously I wanted to do some of the sales ones. And every person that I actually stopped and talked to, whether it was at the expo or in the class, they had some insight or something that I could pull from, right? Because, I mean, I've only been here for, what, six months? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I, I yeah. run into people at Pest World that, tell me, oh, I started a couple weeks ago, or I'm actually getting ready to sell my business that I've owned for, you know, 20, 30 years. So a ton of perspective, a ton of opportunity just to learn and 
and grow. I mean, I love learning and going to these classes, um, you know, some more than others, but for somebody that has never been to pest world and is in the pest control industry, you need to go. Okay. You need to go. You need to convince, you know, if you're the boss, you know, find a way to make it happen for you and your team. If you're not talk to your boss about it, there's so much that you can pull from it. Yeah. When it's in your area, take, take those three days off. It's only afternoons. True. Tell them, Hey, I'll work a half day and I got to go to these classes mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. I forgot. We had techs showing up, <clears throat> excuse me, in their actual uniforms in their uniforms. Thank you. Yeah. Like they just did a route and came to pest world, like all sweaty covered. Like they just took <laughs> off their PPE, <laughs> yeah. but it was cool seeing that. And like yeah. they really wanted to grow and learn. So I, I love seeing stuff like that. Yeah. And that happens every year. Um, that was huge in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, those classes were packed full of technicians and there was a ton of trucks uh, in Las Vegas when that was going down. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think Boston was a little bit less. We saw a handful, um, but cause we were right in the city. So mm-hmm. I think it was kind of hard to get to um, for a lot of people. Cause a lot probably do the outskirts of Boston, not main city. Sure. Yeah. So um, anything else we want to add before we close? No, I think that blueprint was great. Um, one more thing that kind of brought me back to that. I had a sale, uh, our sales rep. I was explaining something about taking the step by step and doing the process. And he kept saying to me, Oh, it's easier said than done. That's easier said than done. And I had to stop him and say, literally everything is easier said than done. Do you want it? <laughs> Do it. <laughs> you know? And he kind of laughed, but but like you said, just really the consistency on that is something that I'm trying to do better on just for myself and implementing that at the sales team and personal life. So good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, next time he says easier said than done, you can tell him it's actually harder. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, yeah, you said it, but now your life sucks because yeah. you haven't been doing anything. See? So it's actually easier done than said, and you should probably just act and just get it done. There we go. Yeah. So, and I, that's, yeah, we I mean, we could talk for hours on that stuff, but guys need to act. (laughs) So that's pretty funny, but uh, thanks for listening to the DNA pest control podcast. Uh, Get ready for day three of pest world uh, 2022 in Boston. Uh, There's some really good classes that we're going to be covering. A lot of it's over sales. Uh, Some of it is over the technical side of things. But overall, very, very good. You can follow us on Instagram at DNA Pest Podcast. You can send an email at DNA Pest Podcast at gmail.com or you can visit the website at DNA Pest Podcast.com. Uh, actually, I think it's DNA Pest. No, DNA. Actually, I don't even know now. Just look at the notes on the bottom of the, <laughs> wherever you're reading it. It's there. Um, But you can message us. You can actually be a guest on. We'd love to have you. Uh, If you're listening in and you went to Pest World, message us on Instagram, email, or on the website. I'd love to pick your brain on what classes you guys took uh, and what you took from the expo and the classes all together at Pest World. Uh, Thanks again. See ya.